welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 9, it says that, And so it was when he has, he has crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? And Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Say, it's a function of the spirit. Say, it's a function of the spirit. It's a function of the spirit. If the spirit can find a landing pot in your life, you will be an object of envy in your family, in your neighborhood, and amongst your colleagues and peers. The spirit. So when he asked him, ask him, he was before a great man who had results. Great man. He was following that great, great man. He knew the man of God was with him. And he, the man of God said, ask me. Ask me. The, I have the grace. I do miracles. Money, what is it? Ask me. I work with God. I am the only one. Even Jesus didn't do that. The only one who was able to command the heavens to be shut for no rain to come. The only one who, after three and a half years, said, now rain, come, and there was rain. The only man following such a man, he was healing the sick, doing amazing things. Following such a man, raising the dead. In those days, he was the first in scripture who raised the dead. Raising the dead. He asked you, what do you want? Tell me, ask whatever you want. The greater man said, I don't want anything from you. But the double portion of your spirit. He said, what? You got it. God, I thought thought you'd be thinking about your bills. Anything that is going to cost you the spirit of God is costing you your life. So he said... Ask what I may do for you, I may give you. And he said, a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah said to Elisha, thou hast asked for a hard thing. Not a hard thing for me to give, but a hard thing for people to get. Let me rephrase it. What you are targeting is difficult to get. That's what he meant. But it's possible. It's difficult to get. But if you get that, every other thing is easy in life. So it made us to understand that securing the presence of the Spirit around your life is not a cheap talk. No, 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 not everything. Is someone getting what I'm saying? It's not, it's not. I want it, then it comes. No! No! You have to push. It's a hard thing, nevertheless, if you can stay focused. If you see me go, I carry it. He said, yeah, I carry it. You want it from me? If you can focus on me, you must know your man of God sent from God for you. Block your mind from all kinds of unnecessary things that is connected to him or that man of God that can distract you. Block your mind and focus on the grace you know he's carrying. It will do you good. He said, if you can just keep your eye, don't take your eye off me and beginning to think that, oh, we are all the same. 
Anyway, God can use anybody. Yes. Nevertheless, if you see me go, you've asked for a heart. Now, Elisha asks for no anointing. He asks for what? Spirit. He said, double portion of your spirit. And he said, it's a hard thing. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, in John chapter 20, verse 21, he came there at, and, uh, when, at night, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut for fear of the Jews. Jesus came in and he said to them, peace be upon you. And Bible says that he breathed upon them and he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. John chapter 20, verse 24. Let's do like that. Verse 21. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. He said, What have I done? I have sent you. And after saying that, he breathed upon them and he told them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now look at this. Look at what he said afterwards. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the, the sins of any, they are retained. That's serious. Because of the Holy Spirit coming upon you, you, you begin to operate in a realm that ordinary men can operate. Remember, they ask, who is this man who forgives sins? Who can forgive sins by God? They ask about Jesus. When Jesus told the man, a paralytic man, in Mark chapter 2, he said, your sins are forgiven. They said, but who is this man who forgives sin? He said, blasphemy. He said, who can forgive sin for God? No man has what it takes to forgive sins. But Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. Whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. That means that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he elevates you in the very class of God. The force of God begins to operate in your life. Shout hallelujah. Now, they said, the man who was paralyzed, Jesus looked at the man and he said, Son, your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees are saying, Jesus said, Okay, for you to know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said, Which one is easier? Rise up and walk or forgive. Okay, so he said, Let me say the other one. Rise up, pick up your mouth and walk. And right before their eyes, the guy rose up, picked up his mouth, he began to. He was trying to tell them that their power. That heals the sick is the power that forgives sins. He was trying to tell them that I had what it takes to tell him for your sins. So for you to see that I can forgive sins, he performed the miracle to show them that. And now he's telling us that you, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you are empowered to forgive sins. In other words, healing the sick is an easier one. Healing a Somebody somebody's receiving unique grace, somebody's receiving unique empowerment. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say it's a function of the Spirit. Most of us, life bothers us so much. And the devil's target is to keep your eyes off two things the Word of God, which is the same as the promise of God, and the constant abiding presence of the Spirit with you. How many of you realize that sometimes when challenges come, the next thing you remember, think is the Holy Ghost. Oh, no. Oh. 
<laughs> Man, you have just received a letter that they are coming to take over your house. They are saying Holy Ghost. Most of us, the best is we call, uh, think about a pastor, a prophet, or a Christian brother, please pray with me or something. I tell you, Holy Ghost. No, no, this is not a time, Holy Ghost. No, most of us don't think that. We think about the Holy Spirit when we are now excited. And we say, ah, Holy Spirit. And so most of us, outside of church, we don't think about the Holy Spirit. It is when we come to church and we talk about the Holy Spirit, that, then, we begin, then we begin to remember, oh, I think I desire the Holy Spirit. Ah, Holy Spirit. Ah, Holy Spirit. I want more of you. All oh, this song, I want more of you. We are lying to I want more of you. Ah, then after church, once you hit the road and then you are cold on the road, on the Waiting for the bus, and you are very good. And you are, now you go home, and you, you remember that you, you have not been able to. Uh, you couldn't turn on your gas because it's not enough money or something. And uh, your sink is not working. Your boiler is not working. Suddenly you forget about all these Holy Ghost things, and you are thinking about, man, I just need to survive. That is survival mentality. But it's human. So the devil will try to create these things to distract you from the Holy Spirit and the Word. When you receive a promise from God, that's when he has to bring anything that can distract you. Oh, I like the things that God is teaching me these days. God is showing me how to work with him better. I haven't spoken about this before because it's a personal thing that God is showing me how to do. The strength of life and having a, like upper hand in life via our, our work with God, it comes from the ability to stay stable consistent with your commitment and the things with God in spite of whatever is happening around. So when something knocks you on and you, you, you hit the ground and you are still saying, Job, Job said, shall I, shall I expect only good from God? When the wife came to Job, he said, curse God and die. Job said, you speak like one of the foolish women. And Job said, even though, yeah, though he slays me, yet I will trust him, he passed the battle. He crossed over from ordinary man to a supernatural man because even when things were down, he didn't change his confession. He decided that God is my help. Even though he looks like, do you know what it means? There are times you feel down. Listen, listen. There are times you feel down. To, to have an upper hand in life with God, in, in times when you are down, God is giving you opportunity to exercise your faith, to stay stable with God. Don't change your focus. Don't wait. Listen, listen. Don't wait for everything to be cool, for you to be, hallelujah. No, 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 no. When things are bad, still jump, hallelujah. When they are good, they say, hallelujah. When they are funny, they say, when you can't predict, they say, when you can't predict, they say, the same consistency. You begin to break through the orbit. You begin to fall through difficulties. There's nothing that can stop your rising. Nothing that can stop your greatness because we have, you, have, you have learned the master key of life. Working with God and being consistent. Shout yes! Consistency. So what does it mean, every one of us? Your challenges are an opportunity wow. to develop. Yeah. Listen, can I, can I give you a scripture for that? He said, Count it all joy. When you fall, James chapter 1 verse 2. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse 
Diverse temptations and trials come. Why? Watch, watch it, watch it, watch it. Why? He said, knowing this, verse 3, don't just want three. Knowing that the trial of your faith, it is working patience, it's producing something, it's producing something for, for your good, so that that trial is not bringing you down, it's actually generating something greater, something greater for your future, something better for your life, something that will give you an upper hand. Yes. So, sit down. So, it means that you actually need your trials to make you better in life. The world sees your trial as breaking down. But in the affairs of life, God has programmed that your trial, I said, the trial of your faith produces patience. So while the thing is rocking you rough, rock is just like friction. You take two stones, rub it against each other. Stronger, the stronger you rock it, the more fire you heat and then sparks. So they may think they are robbing you. The devil is robbing you to waste you. He's robbing you rather creating fire, creating energy, creating energy for your Yes. So don't collapse under trial. Don't change your confession under trial. Don't change. Don't change. Don't change. That's where we can define, we can differentiate the men from the boys. Mm. It's trial. When you have been knocked and you are down, and it's like your entire world is turning upside down, and everyone can see that now you are down, and yet there's a smile on your face. Not because you are enjoying the situation, you are crying yet smiling. You are crying yet smiling because you have made up your mind that though he slays me, yet I will trust him. Though things look funny, I will still believe God. Though things don't go my way, I will still believe God because I know the future is settled. Because I know he's able to bring me through the fire and bring me out of the fire. My God is faithful. My God is able and as long as the spirit of God is upon my life, as long as the spirit of God is upon my life, as long as the spirit, as long as I have the spirit, as long as I have the spirit, I will win. Shout yes, Lord. Please sit down. It's a function of the spirit. So, people who don't understand the spirit, who don't know how God works, will begin to give you their own definition of how you should live your life. And there are some wasteful Christians who are living like unbelievers, who think they have the right to advise you because they have seen you going down. They haven't checked your spiritual stand. But they look at your social stand and they tell you you have to be careful. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. But the things that matter most, you are growing in. Watch this. In 2 Corinthians, he said, Though our outward man perishes, our inward man is being renewed day by day. 
So something inside is working for us. And the quality of a man, the value of a man has to do is with what is inside, not what is outside. And they are trying to advise you based on what is outside. But what is inside, they can't see. And you know something good is happening to you. You know you are rising. You know you are a greater man. You know you are stronger. You know you are better. They don't know it. And they want to advise you. Don't listen to them. Press on. Press on. Shout yes. If you see me go. It's a function of the spirit. Let no man pity me as long as I'm connected to the spirit. They say, oh, Charlie, things are so bad. I feel sorry because now you can't pay your bills. Look at you. Your shoes are all old. What they can't see is your inward man. Leave them. You can't stop them from feeling sorry. But later on, they will come asking for your help. They will realize that you are way advanced. It's a function. It's a function. But I said, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you have the power to forgive sins. You operate in a strange dimension. Strange dimension. The company where you work, they will look at you and you will save them. And sometimes don't look at physical results. Whilst their inward man perishes, or whilst their outward man flourishes, their inward man is perishing. So no problem. Later on, they will come to you. Like when there was famine in the land, Egypt was the only place that had food. What? Because what? Joseph, by the spirit, had given instructions about seven years coming. Seven years to come. Joseph has told them by the spirit, do this, do this. So now, when famine hit, they were all rushing to Egypt. Why? Because whilst they were, they are out, those guys, whilst their outward man was flourishing, they are inward man. There was no future. There was no security for tomorrow. But I'm here to tell you that there is a there is security for your future. There is security for your children, for your marriage, for your health. There is security for your future. In the name of Jesus, if you believe, shout yes. Begin to speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Charge your inner man. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4. You have to open it and underline it. Verse 4. What did I say? Hebrews chapter what? Yeah. What does it say? All right. 
about five or six things that you get when you are in Christ. First of all, enlightenment. Say enlightenment. So he said, it is impossible for those who are what? Once enlightened. Okay. What's the next one? Tested the heavenly gift. Things that come from God. Tested the blessings of God. The heavenly gift. You have tested it all. And then the next one, did you see that? You partake. When you become born again, automatically you, part, you are part. You share in the Holy Ghost. So when we come Holy Ghost banquet, as soon as you are born again, you, are, you also have a part. You are a partaker. You take part of the Holy Spirit. When you get born again, it's a function of the Spirit. Then the next one, I like that one. You have tasted the good word of God which pastor has been teaching. You've tasted it too. Some of you, if you choose to backslide, if you choose not to be coming to church, or if you choose to reduce yourself to uh, once a week Sunday go at a church goer, if you reduce yourself to that kind of thing, it's your own problem. Because you have tasted too much. Tasted too much. Tasted too much for there to be service and you stretching your legs. When there is, you have tasted too much. Tasted, he said, you have tasted the good word of God and what? The power of what? The power of the world to come. Now watch this. These are the things that you are exposed to. So what happens is that once you are born again, you begin to have to, you have to eat more into it. All right? So you, you have to seek more of the enlightenment. Seek more of the heavenly gifts. Seek more of the Holy Spirit. Seek more of the word of God. And seek more of the power of the times to come. Two of the key things I want to talk to you about is the Holy Spirit and the word of God. That is the greatest blessing God can give to you. The Holy Spirit and the word of God. As a Christian, now watch this. You remember I said something to you. The devil will tar- target to fight the word and the spirit. Your holding your ability to focus on God's word and work with the spirit is what the devil targets to take away from you. I discovered that prayer is not part of it. Prayer is not part of it. So where does prayer come? Prayer comes in to enhance your ability to enjoy these things God has given. So then prayer and fellowship are just personal responsibility you put in to make what God has put in fruitful for you. So if you want to enjoy more of the spirit, pray. Get yourself in the position of prayer. If you want to enjoy more of the power to power of the world to come, get into prayer. Prayer. So the spirit is there. You are partaker. But you are, it's not flowing. It's like blocked sink or blocked tubes. It's not flowing. There's no proper flow. You are partaker. There is supply to your house, but it's not coming. Why? Because something has blocked it. The more you pray, the more you fellowship, the more you are opening the flow. The flow. You are opening the flow. And what? The spirit, the intensity of the Holy Ghost on your life is what determines your value on earth. Don't wait for people to give you accreditation. You don't need it. Let God endorse you and find, let out they find out who you are. <laughs> Most of us are too interested in what people think about us. And busily missing out on what God wants for you. I realize that time is not on our side. Yes. We are living in an evil world, dark world. 
you have tasted the heavenly gifts partaker of the holy spirit and tasted the good word of god he said it is impossible for such a one if you fall from this thing for anything to be done about your life there's no way you are out of help because this is the thing that will help you so if you come to it and you fall away from it and you move away from it then how can god help you again your life is a critical situation that's what he's saying hebrews it's like crucifying christ afresh should christ be crucified again no it's too late christ can go back to the cross say it's a function of the spirit it's a function of the spirit catch the spirit at the expense of any other thing grab the spirit grab the spirit lift up your right hand just speak in tongues if you can speak in tongues Holy Spirit fall afresh on us thank you for listening to hear more from David Entry follow him on Facebook Instagram Twitter and LinkedIn why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date be blessed